Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. Uh, we are having our conversation with our currently running contest judges. And we have on the line Salvatore, Salvatore Butacci and Ellerine Lockie. We're waiting for our third judge, uh, F.J. Bergman, to call in. And uh, we're going to have a conversation with them this hour about poetry, what they're looking for uh, when they read your poems, and uh, all kinds of different things that will hopefully give you some insights if you're considering entering the contest, uh, give you a, a leg up, as it were, on, uh, on how to uh, maybe what poems to submit. Uh, I don't know uh, how it will help you, but hopefully it will help you in, in some way. Um, so this is our 12th annual poetry contest. And um, it's, a, it's kind of a unique contest. And, and we'll, we'll get a little bit uh, into it when we talk to the judges in a few minutes, because both uh, or all of our judges are previous contest entrants. But it's the only contest that I know of where just for entering, you will get some kind of prize of interest to poets and writers just because you bother to participate. And that doesn't mean that there aren't winners who rise to the top. Um, we, um, our judges are, are busy scoring the poems that come in as they come in. And they, uh, you know, at the end of the contest, three people will rise to the top, and, and they will win the contest. And all of the money that's taken in from the uh, entry fees, the $1 per poem entry fee that you send in, is divided up between those top scoring poets. One of our sponsors, we have about 30 sponsors, also actually has donated $250 to increase that that prize pot. So, um, so it's looking pretty good so far. But if you enter and you don't happen to win the top three spots, because we have so many sponsors, we, or at least we've been able to, in all the previous contests, we'll be able to send you just for entering some kind of prize of interest to uh, poets and writers, hopefully of interest to you. We have many poetry books entered. We have subscriptions uh, offered. We have services. Uh, someone has offered a phone consultation who's a, an editor so may, you know, to help you work on uh, putting together a chapbook or, or, or editing your poetry. So there's all kinds of different things. It's really a unique thing. You're, you're kind of a winner just for entering. And it helps, uh, it helps uh, further the mission of the Poetry Superhighway, which is to expose as many people to as many people's poetry as possible. So that's our currently running contest. I want to quickly mention before we get to our judges that uh, PSH Live, not the Poetry Superhighway, but this, this uh, online poetry radio station is now two years old. One of our very first broadcasts was this conversation with the uh, judges of the 2007 Poetry Contest. We, we did it again last year with, the, with last year's judges, and uh, this is the third time we're doing it, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. We do an open reading once a month that maybe you've listened to or perhaps called into, and occasionally other special events as well. The, the next event uh, will be an open reading on August 9th, and then uh, we will, of course, have our open reading in September. But uh, in October, we will actually announce the winners of this currently running contest first in this chat room, uh, in this uh, PSH Live event. And if anyone is listening to that and you happen to have entered the contest and your poem happens to have scored in one of the top ten spots, which, is, which are the spots that we announce on the air, uh, then you will be invited to call in and read your poem as well. Last year we had a number of the top ten scoring poets uh, listening, and it was pretty cool uh, to, you know, not only 
for them to find out instantly that they scored so well, but that they got to call in and read their poem as well. So um, let me introduce the judges. We have on the line a Salvatore Butachi. Hi, Sal. How are you, Rick? I'm doing good. Thanks for calling in. We have Ellarine Lockie. Hi, Ellarine. Hi, Rick. And uh, FJ, I just uh, another caller came in. Is that you? Are you with us? That is, that is I. Well, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. So all three contest judges have made it, um, uh, battling time zone differences, etc. And it's great to great to have you all with us. So um, I'd like to ask you all uh, some general questions first. We'll just take some take turns before we get into uh, that. Is quite general questions about yourself, and uh, then we'll we'll take turns answering the other questions about the uh, contest. So. Let's see, I'm wondering if you could uh, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live, um, perhaps what you do for a living, uh, if, if you're interested. And uh, So who would like to go first? I don't mind. Oh, sorry, I put you all on the spot. Let's go alphabetical by first name. Elaine, how about you? Uh, t- tell us about yourself. Okay, I live in Sunnyvale, California. I lived here for the last 30-some years, um, but I grew up in Montana, little farming, wheat farming town, and I go back there every summer and try to spend a month in a cabin, and I'm really still a rural girl at heart. Um, I started writing um, in different genres, oh, I don't know, maybe 20, 25 years ago. I started with nonfiction books, and I went from there to studying children's picture uh, picture books, and then I... Um, I, I, I came to poetry about 10 years ago, so I'm relatively new as a poet um, in terms of, I suppose, being compared to other poets out there. And what and else do you want to know? <laughs> well, t- 10 years is a pretty good chunk of time to be doing anything. I mean, a lot of people do things for 10 years and then quit. So, I mean, I, I would not, per se, consider you a novice with that much time under your belt, but I suppose it's a, a humble way to approach it or anything that you're involved in, knowing that you always have room to grow and places to go and things to learn. So, uh, well done. Do you, do, you, um, do you do anything besides poetry? Do you have a job or anything of that nature? Well, I'm a full-time writer. I still do um, uh, nonfiction books. I have one coming out, uh, hopefully, at the end of this year on, uh, on lactose intolerance. It's a kitchen companion for people who have lactose intolerance. And that will be my, I have three and a half, I will have three and a half uh, nonfiction books you know, at that time. And that's how I actually make most of the money that I make from writing. But I am fortunate, um, very fortunate to be a full-time writer. I gave up about, oh, maybe I would say five years, six years ago, I gave up all other, uh, you know, jobs to become a full-time writer. And it was, it was, a, it was a really um, good decision. I've been really happy doing this. Well, you're, you're definitely living the dream of most writers, I would imagine, who... who who aren't able to do it full time for whatever reason, you know, they haven't found yet the success that they're looking for, you know, even just the, the moderate success that allows them to sustain themselves. So um, how cool to have a full time writer. Did you say you had three and a half? <laughs> well, I have a, a part of a book. Actually, it's about a third of a book, a nonfiction book. Uh, I share it with other with other uh, authors. So I was going to head to Barnes and Noble and look for the half book section. And <laughs> there. But no, I feel very, very, very grateful for um, the life that I have. You're right; it's it's a, it's a luxury to be able to write full time. Cool. Well, glad to have you with us, um, FJ. FJ Bergman, uh, tell us about yourself. Where where are you from? What do you do for a living? If not writing, and how you came to poetry? Uh, I 
I live in Wisconsin, and I work part-time as a bookseller, part-time um, working with horses, uh, training, teaching, um, uh, some farrier work. I uh, also submit uh, poetry for other people, do a certain amount of editing, and my own, ri- my own writing, which is not yet um, especially profitable, but I hope that will change. I have uh, uh, several science fiction and fantasy novels partly completed. And I've been writing poetry seriously for about 11 years, and um, before that had done no writing whatsoever for about 30 years. Wow, so you, you came to it later, uh, I guess, in life. That's, that's wonderful. So what does it mean to that you're a bookseller? Well, I kind of get first pick of everything that uh, comes comes through my hands that comes into the store, which is rather nice. Um, unfortunately, it's like an addiction. It's like working in a chocolate factory, except you, you never get you know <laughs> sick to your stomach. At least I don't. Um, and it's fun because people come in who like to talk about words, who like to talk about writing. Uh, many of them are poets. Uh, the, the bookstore um, holds regular readings, including a monthly uh, open mic. And so that way I stay in touch with uh, a lot of local poets and see new poets uh, that come into the area, people passing through town. And we have uh, writers groups there as well. That's wonderful. Wisconsin is a special place for me. It's actually where I met my wife in the uh, town of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, which uh, you may know is is about an hour out of uh, Milwaukee at a, at a camp there. So um, how cool to, to have someone from that area of the woods online. And, and the horses, are, are, are they involved with poetry at all? I almost never write anything about horses um, in the poetry. Um, in in the fiction, sometimes um, there's a um, um, difficult to categorize story of mine called Pale Horse that in 2006 won won Rosebud's uh, Mary Shelley uh, Imaginative Fiction Prize. Congratulations! But I would have I would have called it very loosely perhaps um, somewhere between fantasy and science fiction. But oddly enough, uh, someone apparently nominated it uh, for a a Stoker Prize, which is a a horror award. I I guess the fact that the horse was skeletal may have um, influenced that to some degree. Maybe. Well, I'm glad to have you with us as well. Um, Let's move on to Salvatore. Hi, Sal. Hi, Rick. Well... I've been writing, um, oh, I would say a little bit over 50 years. I got really excited when I was about 16. I got into the uh, New York Sunday News with a, with an essay about who should be a president and who shouldn't. I went on and got into poetry, uh, and I have never let it go. I, I write daily, and I uh, have some books out. I I just love it. I, I, you know, someone once said, you know, you're so good with words. How come you can't explain why you need to, have to, want to uh, write? And I just, 
I, I go mute. It's just, uh, as you said a little while ago about addiction, um, uh, it, it is kind of an addiction, you know. The day uh, requires the writing, and I do. I write uh, poetry and uh, short fiction. I have a collection called um, Flashing My Shorts, which I hope to come out with soon. Uh, I live, by the way, in Princeton, the beautiful city of Princeton, West Virginia. Uh, my wife, Sharon, and I, uh, originally uh, uh, the two of us lived in New Jersey, though my wife is from this area. Uh, I'm very happy. I love uh, the mountains, very inspiring. What did I leave out, Rick? I'm, I feel like I'm talking nonstop, you know? But, uh, you, did, you did just fine. I, you know, regarding the addiction, I just wanted to first let you know that there is help available. And, I don't uh, want it. And, oh, well, good. Then, then, then you're set. Uh, forget I said anything. I'm glad I you will. have this out. I, I, wanted to, I, I forgot to mention this, but uh, uh, people may be wondering how it is that the three of you uh, became judges of this year's contest, besides uh, full-heartedly agreeing to do it. Uh, you all placed very high in last year's contest, and it's my tradition or practice or whatever to invite the, um, the top scoring poets of the previous year's contest to be the judges of the current, year con current year's contest. It's a cycle of, uh, that's been going on for several years. So um, Sal, you uh, actually took second place in last year's contest. Yes, I did. Congratulations again. Thank you. Um, FJ, you, uh, you took third place. And uh, our, our first place winner, who was invited, uh, Don O'Leary, to participate, wasn't, wasn't able to be a judge. And so we went to uh, fourth place, and there were three poets tied for fourth place. And I happen to have been familiar with Ella Rain, because uh, she's uh, traveled through L.A., and I uh, was so pleased that you scored so high in the contest. So I, uh, you were immediately my first choice to invite for, uh, to be the third judge. So. Uh, congratulations on your your accomplishments uh, in in last year's contest, and really glad to have you all on board. So, uh, speaking of uh, last year's contest, uh, I guess I'm wondering about your experiences in in entering contests in general. Do do the three of you, uh, you know, I, I guess there's a lot of ways to uh, try to get your work uh, out there, and then one of them is is entering. Contest? Do you do that a lot, um, uh, FJ? How about you? Fairly often, less right now than I have at at one point. Um, I'm a little more careful about what I enter, um, both in terms of whether um, my work is what the is what the press is likely to favor, and also. Um, whether the, the the press is one the press or journal is one that I like I would like to publish my work and I also have um, a fairly strong position about what kind of um, entry fee to prize ratio is equitable so um, I don't enter anything normally if the uh, entry fee is more than two percent of the prize money and you'd be amazed how many contests there are out there that are charging um, $10 entry fees for a $100 prize. That's true. Is there a, do you think that more likely that the entry fees are higher for book contests than individual poem contests, or is your experience that even... No, with? not necessarily. Um, it's, it's quite interesting. Um, there, 
book contests tend to have larger prizes, but often um, the 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 uh, uh, single poem prizes are substantial as well. Um, you know, in the thousand dollar or or more range. Um, I um, I've been writing science fiction poems more and more in the last few years. I've always been a, a really big science fiction fan. And in the science fiction writing community, it is considered um, um, unethical to charge the the writer any fee at all, even in a contest situation, which I find a little odd. I've, I have, I have um, won enough awards and also gotten published as, as a result of entering contests that I didn't win in some very nice places that I feel that it's, it's in, my ex, in my experience with my poetry, it's worth taking the risk as a, as a, as a random thing. Of course, it's, it's just like uh, entering a lottery. The, the odds are not good that you will rent, win unless you have um, good reason to believe that your poems are competitive. So for me, contests are, are, are worth it um, if I select them carefully, but this, this may not be uh, true as a general rule. It's an interesting comment on the lottery. I, I suppose with so much competition, uh, just to get your work published, uh, you know, period, let alone in a, in a contest, uh, it can seem like that, but certainly you know, the, the skill of the, the writer, the, the quality of the work submitted, you know, must make it a, a little less lottery-like, I would imagine. Yes, if if uh, I've only administered one contest, which is a um, prose poem flash fiction um, contest that uh, I run in conjunction with uh, a local um, science fiction convention. And for some reason, in that particular contest, the entry quality has been extremely high. But as a rule, I think um, contest entries uh, tend to follow Sturgeon's law more, which is that 90% of everything is crud. In other words, 90% of the entries aren't really competitive at all. They're sent in by people who have no idea what they're doing. And therefore, if you're already a decent writer, the odds are much better than they appear. Oh, the odds of winning. Well, that makes sense, and I, I don't want to uh, make a public declaration that all of the uh, poetry superhighway submitted poems are crud, um, <laughs> or most of them. But, um, but, but I do think it, even if your your skill level isn't uh, up to whatever par the judges might be using for any particular contest, uh, that it, at least it's a good exercise to 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 enter your work because uh, even rejection is a is a lesson that can help improve. The, the quality of the writing. The, okay. the quality of the poems I've seen so far, and of course we're just starting to get the, the trickle of poems coming in, is actually quite good, better, the, better than I expected. And because I have not seen a lot of contests, I'm, I'm more familiar with regular submissions. I, uh, I edit a local online, um, uh, I'm the poetry editor for, I should say, a, a local... Um, literary journal, Mobius, the Journal of Social Change, which is at mobiusmagazine.com. 
um, I think from what I've heard from other editors as well, that general submissions do tend to follow Sturgeon's Law. It's possible when people come to the point of paying money to enter a contest that they are a little more careful about what they send out and that therefore the the um, contest submission quality is a bit higher than that. Could be. Could be. It makes sense. Um, all right, so let's move on to our, our other two judges. Same same question. I, I guess, uh, Sal, we'll go with you. Um, you know, your experience in, in entering contests, or even if you'd like submitting your your work. But before we get to you, I just want to mention, I haven't said this yet, but this uh, conversation with the judges is open to anyone who's listening. If anyone is considering entering the contest, and you might have a question uh, which I haven't asked, which, which would help you figure out how best to enter your work, please feel free to call in. Uh, the number, the call-in number is 646-716-7362, and you can ask a question to uh, any or all of the judges. And you can also send questions to me via the uh, chat room, which you can access through the Blog Talk radio page that you clicked on to listen to the show, um, or via instant message if you happen to be on AIM, AOL's instant message uh, program. Uh, my screen name there is Rick Poet. So call in. Uh, post something in the chat room or send me an instant message and we will uh, make sure that your question gets asked. So Salvatore, uh, how about you? What's your experience entering contests? Well, I have to agree with FJ. I, I, uh, I look to see what the prizes are, if there are enough prizes, enough categories. And a good example of that would be the uh, National Federation of State Poetry Societies, Incorporated. They do an annual contest. They have a lot of Categories, um, I, I got, believe it or not, a third prize of $200 about two months ago. So and th that was the third prize. The first was like 1500 When I see big numbers like that, uh, even though the fees to enter amounted to $8, some of them want $20 for one poem and offer $100 as a reward. Now, that doesn't make sense, even if you're sure you, you're the winner. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. So I am very careful uh, where I enter. Um, I don't enter just to enter. I don't. Uh, I don't have the kind of money now retired to spend, you know, big bucks on entering my poetry. Uh, I just uh, don't. But uh, years ago, I was the editor of New Worlds Unlimited from '74 to gee, it was. Uh, I guess it was '74 to '88. And we had, you know, we ran contests. We, we used to charge a dollar entry fee, really, to keep the, the uh, publication above water, you know. And uh, we had so many people send poems that I wouldn't send. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And then they would write me and say, how come you didn't pick my poem as a winner? And, you know, my, my brother-in-law said it, or my mother or whatever, said it was a winner. But it wasn't, you know, and you don't like to hurt people's feelings. But poetry is more than just sitting down and writing words on a piece of paper, uh, at least according to how I feel about it, you know. It, it, it requires study and it requires practice and, uh, and it requires tr true self-confidence, not false uh, uh, ego trip, you know. Right. Um, that makes sense. I mean, I, I've certainly, and I'm sure any editor has had the experience where, where someone is frustrated that they didn't win or didn't get published, and, 
you know, you might occasionally get an angry letter, remove me from your email list, and you know that yes. kind of thing. Um, and it's, uh, you know, what can you do? I, I think you hit it right, right on the on the head there. Uh, you know, it's not just about you've created work and and therefore it's it should be published. It's you know, there's there's, you know, everyone has has their own standards and subjective tastes and and um, and I, I, I suppose uh, we all have our, our own definitions of what makes a poem a quality poem as well. So, um, so you're right. Well, um, well, good. How about you, Ellering? What's your? I, I see your name all over the place on the net. Uh, you, you must uh, be pretty active in, in entering contests and, and that sort of thing. I love contests. Uh, in fact, when I started writing poetry, um, I was a contest junkie, and the reason for that was that I. When I started writing poetry, I knew nothing about it. I hadn't read a poem since high school. And so I took what I had learned writing children's picture books and applied it to poetry. And it's amazing the similarities there, but that's a whole other um, subject. But um, I didn't have anything to put on my cover letter. And I knew about submitting because, you know, I was doing nonfiction. And um, I knew I needed to, to write a good cover letter to get a good read. Um, so I thought, well, the way to do that is to enter some contests, see how I do. So I had a business plan. Everything I wrote went out in contests for the first six months, and only after that time did I go. Did they go? Did the poems go out on regular submission? And um, I, you know, I really, um, it, it really um, made a difference. You know, it um, at the end of the first year, I had won 63. Con, not one, but placed in 63 contests. So I had, you know, I had, I also needed the validation because I felt uh, insecure. I didn't know if what I was writing was any good. So it served that pur- purpose as well. Um, so I, the things that I noticed uh, about contests, though, that, that I like is that, for me, they're fun, and I like the suspense, Um I like the credibility that if you know if you get some recognition that that always helps no matter what stage you're at, uh, and I actually make money on contests. I've I've done very well. I have a, quite a good profit margin going even after the fees, and uh, the, uh, the advantages. I actually have an essay out on um, on on why contests are are so are so good, and uh, one of the things I mention is that as uh, F J said, they provide. Um, you know, opportunities to get published. Even if you don't win, sometimes you get published. They also provide opportunities for public, you know, reading of your poems. And um, one of the really important factors to me is that the contest fees are often what keep small press publishers running. I mean, these editors and and um, and publishers, especially the ones that do uh, hard copy issues. I mean, they, they don't make money. They oftentimes lose money. And I've been told by many editors that what really keeps them above water are the contest fees. And I think that's really important because where would we be without our, our editors and our publishers? Um, I wanted to say something, too, here about this contest specifically. You mentioned, Rick, about the, the, the fact that everyone gets a prize, which is I know of no other contest that, that, that offers that. But also... I think this is this is an exceptionally good contest because it's autonomous. I mean, we don't know the names, which and and, and nobody you know really I, I think wants to be influenced by who it is. But it's just easier, you know. It's really easier and it's fair when the names aren't there. Also, there are three judges as opposed to one. There's usually just one, 
and um, I think that's a, that you get a wider assessment. I think that's a more fair situation too, um, and it's a little less pressure for the judges also. And you let's see, you mentioned the prize money, but you didn't mention that the entry fee for this contest is very low. It's a dollar a poem. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, that, that's 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 that is so uh, that's so wonderful. Anybody can really afford to do that, and so it doesn't eliminate people who who and lots of poets are really financially you know strapped. So I, I this is just one of the best contests in my opinion. Uh, I really encourage everybody out there to uh, to enter. I mean, you don't have anything to lose, and you got a lot to gain. So anyway, then I get the, I I gave up contests after a while because I started judging them, and then I decided um, a couple of years ago that I had enough contest first place winners to do um, a chapbook. But I wanted to have some of my more up to date uh, poems, so I went back into them again about two years ago. I went into them back. I'm back into the junkie mode now <laughs> because the book came out, and um, uh, it's called Blue Ribbons at the County Fair. And that came out almost a year ago. And now I'm thinking I've got almost enough for a full collection, so I'm still in contest mode. So even though I'm judging quite a few of them now, I'm I'm also entering them. And you know, I I guess unlike uh, Salvatore and FJ, I don't I don't care, you know, I don't care what kind of contest they are. I just like them and I do them. And it won't go on because I would I would actually rather be writing. But it's a lot of fun for the time period that I'm going to be doing it. So. I encourage everybody so, to uh, to do it. So apparently you're an addict as well. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm capable um, of it for sure. <laughs> well, you you know, you went right into the next question I was going to ask. I um, and, and after this I'm going to ask you guys to read, um, read a couple of poems, uh, and then we'll get into the specifics of what you're looking for as you're reading the poems that are coming in. But, but, but the next question is, you know, what's your experience with, with this contest? You, you all have entered the contest. You all did well in it. Um, and I'm, I'm, partic- I'm interested also in knowing, you know, what, what prize that you, you won. Um, well, I guess you, we, we know that you won the cash prize, but because there were so many additional prizes, you also got, got something additional. So maybe, maybe tell us what, what that is just so, we, you know, the, anyone listening can sort of understand what it means to enter the contest, even if you're not the top... Uh, one of the top scoring poets. So, uh, so Ellerine, what was the what was the additional prize that you won? I got a chapbook. Oh, cool! And did you? Was it? Uh, I, I guess you don't have to tell us what it is if you didn't like it. But was it a cool chapbook? It did was nice. It was nice. It was nice to get. It was nice to get a prize. <laughs> well done, Ellerine. Um, all right. So let's see, Sal. What about you? What was your ex- experience entering? Well, maybe I shouldn't say this, but. <clears throat> I didn't get anything other than the prize. Yeah, other than the prize. I know, and I had been meaning to write you and say, you know, that never arrived. But it got to a point where I forgot what it was, uh, what the title was, um, you know, from the donor. But I, I never received it. Well, that's not good news. I, I, I you know, we uh, both with this and the Great Poetry Exchange project that I do, you know, 90% of the people uh, send off their stuff by the deadline, and then about 8%, uh, you know, after a gentle reminder to send their stuff off. And there's always 1% of people who, for whatever reason, just don't live up to their commitment. And and when I hear about it, I, I send increasingly annoying emails to those folks saying, you know, have we crossed in the mail? You know, um, 
I'm coming to your house, you know, <laughs> that, that kind of thing. Um, but it's, uh, and if someone just doesn't follow through, then, then it's my policy to, to whether if it's the Great Poetry Exchange, I will send them a poetry book um, of, of mine. And if it's, if it's the contest, typically what I'll do is I'll just use, you know, my own, or I'll just say poetry superhighway funds, as if those exist, to send them an Amazon gift certificate. So, um, so even if the the sponsor doesn't come through, which is which is generally not the case, uh, um, you know, everyone will get something if they notify me that they didn't uh, get it. Um, but I'll, I'll have to look into that. Thanks for bringing it to my attention. But do you want to speak to just the the participating in the contest in general first? I think it's the best contest out there. First of all, Rick, um, you're a poet and a good one. Uh, Thank you. And you're you're at the helm. And um, you know, uh, if, if if a contest is good, you got to look at who's sponsoring it. You know, you're an honest guy, and I'm not trying to put brownie points on your forehead, but the truth of the matter is, you know what you're doing. You're very very organized. Uh, you're you're you know, your prizes, everybody wins. It's just a worthwhile project, and it's international. I didn't hear anyone mention that yet, but it is, because there are people from all over the world entering. And I think brotherhood of, and sisterhood of poetry <laughs> requires that everybody be open to it and everybody uh, from all over the place uh, submit. So uh, sure. you know, we're, we're, we're all in good company, in other words. Right. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with regional contests that require that you be, you know, part of a certain group or living in a certain city to, to you know, to no, figure out who's the best of that bunch. But, but I, you know, you're right. It is open to anyone uh, internationally as long as they can figure out how to send the entry fee in U.S. funds. We're, we're in good shape. But, um, and we often do get entries um, really for every poetry superhighway project, whether it's Poet of the Week or, or anything else that we do. We, we always get uh, uh, participants from from all over the world, and it's a very cool thing uh, to to realize, um, you know, the wide reach of, of of the medium and the and the interest and in, and in, I guess the borders that it crosses, really. So um, yes. great. So email me when we're done and and remind me about this prize issue. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that and and uh, make sure that uh, that or figure out what happened is what I'm gonna do. Um, so FJ, what about you? Your what's your what was your experience entering the contest and what did you get? Well, um, I got money. I got books. Um, I've, I must say that uh, I've participated several times in the great poetry exchange that you do where, where people are randomly assigned to send each other chat books. And um, I've, I've always gotten the books I was supposed to get, and I've done this for several years now. I've always sent the ones I was supposed to send as well. Um, the quality has been incredibly variable. Um, in, in what comes in. It's always interesting. It's a, it's a complete crapshoot, and it's kind of fun that way. Uh, and I've, I've met some, some poets that way whose work I really like. Um, I, uh, I think that the um, prize money is, I mean, uh, the, the, the entry fee is negligible. The, pri- the prize money is decent. And the extra stuff, the, the, uh, the, the books and uh, other donated items, um, those are, are really fun to get. Well, cool. I, you've, you've all uh, given some, some great uh, uh, props to this contest, and I'm really I'm super happy that you participated and, and that you're in this position as, 
as judges this year. Let me let me give out the uh, the phone number one more time. If anyone has questions for our judges, you're considering entering, and you want you want some insights uh, from them. The number to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two, or instant message me at Rick Poet on AIM, or uh, post something in the chat room if you'd like. So. You three are judging the contest. We might as well um, hear some of your poetry to figure out, you know, how it is, you know, what your, uh, you know, what your insights are in your own writing and, and who has influenced you. So I, I asked you, I believe, to have two poems: one from someone uh, who you liked, who maybe influenced you, and another one of your own poems. So um, let's uh, let's get into that and, and do those as quickly as, as we can, so we can so we can get talking about the. Your scoring as well with the, with the time that we have left. So um, let's see, Elaine. I think it's your turn to go uh, first again. So um, do, did you do you have a poem by someone else? Yes, I do. Uh, I have a poem by Sharon O'Burrell from a new collection of hers uh, entitled Crow Inc., published by Little Eagle Press. And I have to say, this is a really wonderful collection. I could have read any one of ten poems out of it, but I chose this particular one. Title is Sanctuary. Tell me it's coincidence my watch stopped here in this timeless place. A place where deer speak a silent language and you understand. Where a trail of lady slippers leads through the woods to a stranger who speaks of emerald dragonflies and your hands shimmer with light and you dance with yourself in a dream. A place where great banks of lilacs scent the air, and a bowl of beans tastes fine as caviar, where night rain comes softly in, bearing sleep in her arms. Tell me this is coincidence, and I will send you on your way. You do not belong here. Very nice. Um, and wh why did you pick uh, this particular author in this poem? Well, I just got the book um, about a month ago, and I'm I just took on the editor job for a lifestyle magazine called Lily Poe, and um, I'm their poetry editor now, and I need to supply a couple of poems for every issue. And so I was on the look for a certain kind of poem that, poems that would fit into their magazine, and um, I found several in, the, in this book, and I was just so impressed by this book. I, I do have different favorite poems of poets about every month or two, though, so this is just this, this is the current one. There you go, an honest answer. Um, uh, let's uh, let's stick with poems by other poets. We'll move on to you, F.J. Um, who do you got for us? I have a poem by Margaret Atwood called This is a Photograph of Me. It was taken some time ago. At first, it seems to be a smeared print, blurred lines and gray flecks blended with the paper. Then... As you scan it, you see in the left-hand corner a thing that is like a branch, part of a tree, balsam or spruce, emerging. And to the right, halfway up, what ought to be a gentle slope, a small frame house. In the background, there is a lake. And beyond that, beyond that, sorry, and beyond that, some low hills. The photograph was taken the day after... I'm really sorry about, about this. I can't shut it off, unfortunately. 
The photograph was taken the day after I drowned. I am in the lake in the center of the picture, just under the surface. It is difficult to say where precisely or to say how large or small I am. The effect of the water on light is a distortion. But if you look long enough, eventually you will be able to see me. Hmm. Very nice. What, um, why, why this poem and this poet? I'm really fond of surreal, imaginative work. I have a weakness for the ominous in poetry. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, a, a, I think, a surpassingly weird poem, especially for uh, Margaret Atwood in, in, in some ways, perhaps. Um, it is, while it begins in a, as an ostensibly um, narrative, mundane poem, I mean, this is a photograph of me. That's, you know, how your relatives introduce, you know, some of the most boring hours you've ever spent as a rule. But um, it progresses in into the um, absolutely bizarre about halfway through the poem where it says, the photograph was taken the day after I drowned. I am in the lake, in the center of the picture. And... Um, I I really like those twists where the poem does something absolutely surprising after setting the reader up for something else. There's also the suggestion that at the end that the reader will be drawn in willy-nilly to that supernatural experience. Well, that's some great insights uh, uh, for anyone uh, considering entering the contest uh, that you just gave us there. Well done, F.J. Um, Salvatore, what, who do you have for us? Well, I chose a poem by uh, one of my favorite poets, the Canadian uh, Leonard Cohen. <clears throat> you might recall that uh, he wrote a couple of hit songs like, Hey, That's No Way to Say Goodbye. I picked from his uh, one of his from The Spice Box of Earth, one of his books. It's called Beneath My Hands. Beneath my hands, your small breasts are the upturned bellies of breathing fallen sparrows. Wherever you move, I hear the sounds of closing wings, of falling wings. I am speechless because you have fallen beside me, because your eyelashes are the spines of tiny, fragile animals. I dread the time when your mouth begins to call me hunter, when you call me close to tell me your body is not beautiful. I want to summon the eyes and hidden mouths of stone and light and water to testify against you. I want them to surrender before you the trembling rhyme of your face from their deep caskets. When you call me close to tell me your body is not beautiful, I want my body and my hands to be pools for your looking and laughing. And that's the poem that, um, uh, again, Leonard Cohen to me is inspirational. Um, There were times years back, back in the 70s and 80s, if I had a dry spell, you know, 
I would just have to pick up one of his books and read that, read the book, uh, poem after poem after poem, and I was in poem heaven. I mean, I, I could then start writing my own poems. Um, now, why do I like him, Rick? I don't know. Because the because the, uh, the 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 choice of words, which I, by the way, consider um, in contest entries, the most important part of the poem. The choice of words. Now you're going to say yes, but every poem has words. Uh, if you don't choose the words, nothing gets written. But I'm really referring to the slant of the word. You know, another use of the word. Um, something that the Spanish poets do. Uh, Vallejo and the others. I mean, they, they, they write, and you you're transported. You know, by their language. And this is what I look for when when I uh, judge now these poems. I look for language, the use, the twist of language, and uh, and how it translates into an emotion on my part that I surmise is coming from the poet's part, you know, uh, something that's, th that that poet is trying to get to me, trying to wake me up to something. And, Can I? Yes, I, absolutely, to connect, because to my way of thinking, and you know, Loralina and FJ and Rick, I'm sure, would agree. We don't just sit down and write poems, you know. We write connections. We write greetings. We write uh, elevations, you know. We're writing for a reason. And it's not just to win a contest or get published or whatever, although publication means more people will read it. Maybe, maybe poems... I have this feeling that sometimes you can write a poem you think is innocent and simple, and all of a sudden, it saves a life. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, a poem That's can good. do something. Hmm? Could I yeah, comment? Yeah, certainly. That, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Um, I, I just want to say that I listened to quite a lot of Leonard Cohen um, years before I began writing poetry. And yes. One of the unusual things about him as a songwriter is that his lyrics are spectacular on the page as well as within the song. Absolutely. Uh, and that is very unusual. It's amazing how many good songs that I like uh, on the page without the music are absolutely filled Empty. with cliches and completely yep. pedestrian. Absolutely. Um, Leonard Cohen is a stellar writer, yeah. and and you're you're right. I think about the fact that the, that the word choices in particular uh, are what make um, his, uh, his 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 lyrics so so unusual and so marvelous. Yes, I think somehow as a poet he's underrated. I, if I may just mention this real quick in passing, some years ago I was a guest on a cable show in New Jersey, and the uh, the host said, which poet would you consider had a most, the strongest influence on you? And I said, Leonard Cohen. And he laughed. He said, oh, not William Shakespeare? Not, uh, I said, look, everybody influences everybody. But this particular poet influenced me and continues to do so every time I read his work. And um, it's just amazing. <laughs> Thank God for him. Indeed. Well, we we've heard some uh, yeah, Leonard Cohen. Uh, he is uh, 
you know, a stellar songwriter and writer, and, and he, he's not one of these guys. And, and there are a lot of people who, by virtue of their fame as an actor or, or a musician, will, will be able to get a book published, whether it's poetry or something else. And, but and it's, it's a horrible uh, book, yes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I would know, maybe, you know, or at least it's, it's, it's an okay book, you know. Uh, but, it, but, but Leonard Cohn is certainly, you know, one of those guys who maybe he got his books published because he was a famous singer-songwriter, but um, he easily could have been first a famous poet before he was a singer-songwriter. Uh, yes. Just the reason that you said. Well, we are. this hour is going very quickly. We've only got about 10 minutes uh, uh, left in the show. And um, so I, what I'd love to do, just to make sure that we have time to get us into some specifics, is um, to talk specifically about what it is that, that you all are looking for um, as you are scoring these poems. So there's been about uh, 40 or so which have been uh, uh, sent so far. Um, many more poems have been sent in. I, I haven't received the entry fees for them yet. So the way it works is what, when poems come in, I get them, you get a response. As soon as I get the entry fee, it's at that moment that they that they go out to the, uh, to the judges. So um, there's a lot of poems entered. Uh, uh, only about $40 worth of entry fees, though. So um, I, what I'm interested in uh, specifically is anything general you might have to say about, um, uh, A, what you've received so far, B, um, what you're looking for in general as you read these poems, anything specific, uh, any, anything that might contribute to a, a poem going going up or down and score a, a point or so. It's a, the, for those of you who aren't aware of this, the poems are scored on a quarter point uh, scale from zero to five, which means that the lowest possible score is zero, the highest is five. You can score you know, 0 0.25, 0 0.5, 0 0.75, 1, 1.25, et cetera, all the way up to five. Um, and then also the, the final thing, if you could comment, and what about mechanics? Does, does a spelling error, um, if it's a stellar poem, but, you, but you, they, they did something wrong with punctuation or, or they, they misspelled something, you know, does that affect uh, the, the, the end score of the poem? Um, Ellerine, let's go back to you. Okay. Um, well, I look for something more than prose uh, broken into lines. I want to see uh, poetic devices, at least some, uh, you know, similes, metaphors, alliteration, assonance, some musicality. I don't usually like rhyme because I find that it, um, it, it often overtakes the content, and I'm bigger on the content. Internal rhyme can work pretty well, but I, I'm not a rhyme fan. I look for conciseness. Um, I look for accessibility. I'd like to understand what a poem is saying with more, you know, no more than a couple of readings. I also like poems that employ the senses, and I want them to show me, not tell me, as in most good writing. Um, I would like to see poems that are either adjective-free or use minimal adjectives. That has, I guess that goes back to, to showing, not telling. Because uh, when you tell a, a reader... When you use an adjective, you're basically telling a reader what to feel. Um, I like freshness, uh, a new way to look at something, or uh, you know, a, a unique way of saying it. Uh, I guess most of all, though, what I really want is I want uh, I want the poet to make me want to read that poem again. Um, as for mechanics, um, you know, if I'm if only if I'm on the fence 
about a poem would be, you know, if there's a one or two little mistakes in it. Only if I'm on the fence would it make a difference. I'm more interested in the content of the poem. Uh, I've sent out far too many poems myself with little errors in them, not to understand that that happens. But, you know, if there's a tie or if I can't decide between, you know, one rating or another, then, yeah, you know, then I sometimes have to get down to that. But it's not a big, uh, it's not a big thing for me. All right, great. Good good comments, good insights. Um, let's, uh, Sal, how about you? Well, there are a lot of things to consider, you know, in poetry contests, but I, I just picked out a few that I would say uh, top the list. Um, there's a hook in the beginning, and there's a hook at the end. Uh, the hook in the beginning, of course, pulls you in, and the hook at the end kicks you out. And in the middle, uh, enough reason to stay. Uh, often what happens is a poem... Uh, even some that I've read so far, uh, go on too long beyond when they should have ended. It's almost as if the attitude is, you know, the more I give, the better my chances. But I think the poem stands on its own, and it should begin, have a middle and an end, and not go overboard, and not continue, you know. Uh, I also will reiterate the point I made before about choosing strong words uh, in the poem, I, I also look at the layout of the poem. Now, a lot of judges probably uh, don't, but I do. Uh, sometimes a poem goes from left margin to right margin, and it just keeps going, and then the next line, for no reason, has two words or something like that. I, I, don't, uh, I find that a turn-off for me, anyway. I don't like overly sentimental poetry. Um, just as once, you know, many poems were written with thou and thus and thee and all that. Um, the overly sentimental, almost maudlin as well, I, I kind of, I can't give a high score to. I like uh, clear imagery, uh, and the most important, or one of the most important, is this last one that says, no unnecessary words. I think a poem has to be chopped down to only what it needs to say, to make its point. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, that kind of backs up uh, what I just heard about too many adjectives, too many adverbs or whatever. You know, strong verbs and nouns. Um, a picture in the reader's head. An attached emotion. These are things that I look for in my own work and in work that I would judge. Well, good. I, uh, you know, it's interesting. The poetry I've, I've always thought of as the is really the, the economy of language, which I think uh, uh, the two of you have spoken on this so far and have, have both talked about. The, the idea of form is interesting. A, a friend of mine, Brendan Constantine, a poet, uh, uh, came up with a poetry form uh, uh, that he basically poems meant to appear on the side of buildings. You know, so in addition to whether it's left or right justified, you would imagine where the windows would be and, and, and how your words would appear based on that. So. So uh, it just occurred to me when you were talking about uh, the, the shape of a poem that uh, that can, I suppose, contribute to it if you, if you know what the form is and, and, and the intention behind of course. You know, where, where things are laid out. Um, so great. Okay, uh, FJ, what about you? Well, um, now we'll hear from one of the other personalities, I guess. Um, I have a weakness for adjectives and to a certain extent uh, adverbs as well. Um, I don't think that the voice in any given poem is necessarily my own um, or that it's the same all the time. 
so as long as the, um, the, the, the diction and the tone and the vocabulary uh, is appropriate for the voice of the, po- of the poem, um, I don't have a problem with, with certain types of, of, um, of usage that might otherwise be obnoxious. I, I've got to say that there are certain practices um, that tend to um, distinguish beginners and that it would have to be a really stellar, unusual, um, very deliberately done poem to overcome these. Uh, things like um, uh, lowercase i, centering the entire poem, um, using the and thou and, and very archaic words, as uh, Saul mentions. Um, and um, there are certain subjects where the, the poem consists entirely of a description of a flower garden with no, no um, deeper level of meaning or um, just a, a, um, a, a description of a beloved grandmother uh, who has passed away. Those types of poems are unlikely to um, win contests to be published anywhere. Mm. But well, I... I, I really think that there, that it, it, as soon as you make arbitrary rules, for for some people, and I, I have fallen into this, it becomes a challenge to see if they can write a good poem that does do that. No doubt. I, I guess you know we we just have a couple of minutes left. I can't believe how quickly this this hour has gone. Uh, one one quick last question, and maybe any final comments you might have in literally twenty seconds, if you could. I, I know when I get work for Poetry Superhighway for Poet of the Week, um, sometimes you know I get poems that I wouldn't have written um, and don't per se, uh, I don't know, maybe aren't my favorite kind of poetry, but I might but I might recognize that you know this is a well-written poem of this particular type of poetry that usually doesn't interest me or I wouldn't write, and so I might put poetry like that up. I'm wondering if the same thing in the contest, if, if, are, are you guys going to, um, if you get poetry which might be well done but doesn't per se speak to your style or the way that you write poetry, uh, it, does, it, does it have any extra um, benefit or, or will, it, will it just be dismissed right away, uh, I suppose? And any final comments you might, you might have? Um, Ellerine. Uh, I don't do that. What you said when, in my initial several rounds of judging, because if I'm a single judge, I usually go through each, you know, read all the poems many times, and I don't do that. I'm very, I'm very aware not to to judge the poem by what I would personally like or personally write. However, when it comes down to making the last choices uh, of uh, the last winners, the top three and the top three honorable mention. I've wound up where I've had all sorts of forms, uh, six very different, you know, poems. And at that point, and especially if you're the only judge, at that point, you've got to make the decision somehow. You've got to. And that's where I think, at least this is, I, I, I admit this happens with me, that's where my what I personally like will come into it. I don't know of another way to do it, because how do you judge apples against oranges, you know? So um, that, that's, that's my take on that. Um, and I, but I also want to say I think that the fact that this contest has three judges 
you know that sort of thing is less likely to less likely to to, to have an effect. It's not it's not going to happen. Lorraine, let, let me cut you off just for a second. Yeah. Um, the the live broadcast is going to cut off in about twenty seconds. Um, okay. So anyone listening live, it's going to cut off. But we're going to continue the conversation, and anyone will be able to listen to the rest of it um, in the archives. So if you're listening oh. live, you'll be able to listen to the rest as we finish up um, after the show. Um, and uh, otherwise, um, Ellerine, please continue. Uh, that's it. Go ahead. Somebody else can jump in. All right. Can I jump in? Sure. Absolutely. I just wanted to encourage everyone out there listening to enter the contest because just because the judges are reading poems doesn't mean, you know, that you can't win. Uh, when I won, I was shocked, even though I love my poem. I said there are so many out there who are better than I. So don't feel that way. Have the confidence, write a, uh, as good a poem as you can, and submit it. And that's basically what I'd like to say. Short and concise, well done. Um, FJ? I seriously will consider poems um, that I would not write and, and in general dislike. Um, to give you an example, I do not care at all for religious poetry, but if someone enters whose work is on the level of, say, Gerard Manley Hopkins, whose work I admire immensely, I'm going to look very seriously at that poem, even if it's, even if it's a religious poem. Hmm. Well, great. Um, you guys, I can't thank you enough for uh, spending uh, this hour with us today. I, I, um, I, I can't believe how fast it's gone. We didn't even get the chance to, to let you read your poems, but uh, I, I guess I opted to have you read the other ones um, the, by the poets who influenced you because um, anyone can access your poetry on the Poetry Superhighway a website. You'll, you've all been Poets of the Week as um, people who've submitted your work or as winners of the contest, so we can, we can check your work out there. Um, any final words from, from anyone that you'd like to share? Uh, well, Rick, I'd just like to say thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I'm enjoying the judging. I'd like to say the same, Rick. Thank you very much, and it was nice meeting uh, both of you, all of you. Uh, I think we had a good time. Yes. I, I think there are few things more entertaining than a discussion of aesthetics. And, and there are, wh what you said earlier about um, uh, celebrities who, who write books that aren't, uh, that aren't very, very good, um, I was thinking of one, one other exception who has been um, quite a big influence on, on my poetry. And I think it's, it's because I, I so enjoy that jarring dislocation that characterized his, his early comedy work. Um, and that is Steve Martin. Uh, I love Steve who, Martin. Who is a fabulous Genius. writer. <laughs> Brilliant and, man. And, and, and so much range. I mean, if you look at his early stand-up work, it's so... Silly, you know, it's so slapstick in in the things that that he does. But but he's really he's such a brilliant. He does it so brilliantly. And and if you you look at his work and his movies and his writing, I did. Uh, yes, FJ. He had, yes. He had level upon level of weirdness. I mean, he'd do something that would be would have been a a perfectly good joke for another comedian, and then he'd give that thing a further twist that was entirely his own. And and I I really admire that. I think I think that's what we're really looking for in in poetry is seeing something 
in an entirely different way and being able to express that successfully to yeah. so that so that it's accessible to others. Well, great. Thank you for that. Um, thank you all. Thanks, uh, thanks F.J. Bergman, thanks Ellerain Locke, and thanks Salvatore Butachi for for both judging the contest uh, as well as for being here um, this hour. I'm looking forward to working with you over the next couple of months as more uh, contest entries come in, and hopefully you'll have the chance to make our uh, uh, the next uh, contest-related Poetry Superhighway Live show, which is uh, will be in October, where we actually announce the winners of the contest, and your, uh, the three of you are invited to, uh, to call in and give any final uh, insights you have on the, on the contest and congratulate the winners, uh, etc. So um, if you're considering entering the contest, please uh, uh, go to PoetrySuperHighway.com, click on 2009 Contest. All of the guidelines are there. It's open until uh, uh, mid-September. You can see the calendar and the exact date there. Our next show will be uh, a, the regular Poetry Superhighway uh, live worldwide open reading happening on Sunday, August 9th at 2 o'clock p.m. PM. I hope uh, you call in and read your poetry. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, have a lovely rest of your day, and thanks for tuning in.